It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon Green, has 25 plus years in the automotive industry with 10 plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Business Cards Cigars, and this should be a fun one. I got uh, probably somebody I've been friends with the longest in my life. He's six days older than I am, and my cousin, Mr. Matt Rungi, how you doing? Doing great. How's Brandon doing? I am doing spec fucking tacular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so of course I know you. Um, but a lot of my listeners are not going to. So you want to give your kind of your background, kind of how you got started in uh, with construction, doing everything you're doing and kind you of bet. raise you up. Bet. You bet. Yeah. I, I grew up down in Southeast Iowa my dad ran a construction company. So from an early age, uh, uh, kind of had my feet in the dirt. If you, if you know what I mean. And, and uh, doing everything from building projects to underground and, uh, came up to Iowa State University, Ames, Iowa. Came up here to uh, get a college education, which is what what everybody gets pushed to do. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and uh, decided to kind of stick around. You know, Keokuk, Southeast Iowa is kind of drying up a little bit. Uh, kind of the you know the the opportunities down there, and I kind of stuck around up here and worked for a couple companies and. Kind of landed at a place where I kind of felt like uh, I felt at home. Decided I, you know, it was probably going to be my place that I uh, spent my career there, and and things just didn't turn out. Uh, promises that were made didn't come through, and and uh, you know what? The scariest thing in my life. I uh, probably had a stomach ache for a solid two or three months when I went out and stepped out into my own, uh, but. Uh, Decided to decided decided to take a crew, put a crew together, and and stepped out and started going to going to work. And we, you know, it's one of those things that you know our our work is very uh, top heavy as far as overhead and stuff. You know, heavy yep. heavy construction got a lot of big iron, and that was the biggest piece that you know uh, when you got to go sign paperwork on loans for. For big iron, you're you're seeing thousands and thousands of dollars. It's one of those things that doesn't set well for a kid that's never really seen that before. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. I, I definitely checked out your website and stuff, and uh, yeah, you got a, a lot of big equipment there. To I'm sure that's a a big expense for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we. But you know what? We hit the ground running, and you know, the, my only regret was not doing it sooner. Uh, you know, for those guys that are out there that that feel like they have what it takes, and they've got they've got the experience in the office doing bidding. You know, it's one thing to be out in the field and run equipment and do that, but but definitely need to have that experience in the office. Um, running, running jobs, uh, you know, bidding on big projects. We do, we do large municipal projects from big force mains, gravity sewers and, and, uh, to, um, you name it, water treatment plants. Um, and it's just one of those things that once you have that experience, you know, then getting the, the, 
the gut to actually go out on your own. You know, that was, that was what it took for me. And it took a lot of pushing from some of my peers and the people I, I was around, but that was my only regret not doing it sooner. So. Well, that, I tell you what, that's good. Cause uh, I know I've made a, a ton of mistakes <laughs> for sure in the past, whatever it's been 10, 11 years. And um, yeah, it's uh I know what you mean by that gut feeling too. I, I still get that occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, you know, that's all come and gone. I tell you what, you know, I was, I worked for a company for 10 years. I was a COO over there. We had, you know, we had 60 some employees, not a big company, but not being in control of when the bills are paid or, you know, you get a client call and say, Hey, you know, we haven't been paid yet. Not having that control that added an extra layer of stress on me working for a company when I, you didn't have, didn't really have your hands on everything. You could manage a project, you could bid a project, but as far as getting the bills paid, you weren't, you weren't completely in control of that. And then now going off and seeing it and doing it by myself and having that control, I'm a lot less stressed than I was working for somebody else. And a lot of people think, Hey, you know, how do you handle the stress? And I think, I feel like I was more stressed working for somebody else because <laughs> I, I couldn't control these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely understand that for sure. When you opened up on your own, was there uh, anything that was a surprise or surprise stuff that you're like, Oh crap, I didn't know that. And I got to go figure this out. Oh, let me think here. Um, really not a whole lot. We, you know, we, things just kind of fell in place. Uh, we had, we're, a, you know, some guys are cat guys out there. Some guys are John Deere's uh, guys. You know, it's kind of like the Ford Chevy uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, I've been kind of a John Deere guy and Deere credit kind of just uh, took me up and told me, Hey, you get what you need. And so the financing part was just kind of just took off. I think maybe more than anything, um, that might have took me a little bit by surprise is is the the amount of assholes you got to jump through to get bonding in this uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know bond uh, getting a bond on a job you know showing you got to you got to show some sort of capital or uh, equity in something or you know they don't just they don't just write you a bond for bidding this work with a please. You know, getting to that point probably took me a year, year and a half before I could actually uh, get a good bonding uh, program in order. And once we did, you know, you deliver those bonding guys want financials every month, especially when you're a new company. Yeah. Uh, and you're bonding several million dollars a year. Uh, you know, and as long as you turn in those good financials, they just kind of leave you alone. And we've we've been blessed really to to. Uh, Things just kind of took off like everybody would kind of hope it would uh, starting a business. And I can't say that that would happen for everybody. We were blessed in that way. But but I tell you what, it, it, it was definitely uh, that's really the only surprise, you know, getting that bonding in place, I think, maybe so. Right on. Um, how many employees you got you got going on there? We got about 35 employees, but we're growing and we just built a new office. Uh, uh, actually moved into it this year. That's got a lot of growth uh, potential. And, you know, so we've got six utility crews out. I mean, we're, 
we're doing, we'll probably do about 15 million in revenue this year. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're growing, uh, you know, we're, we're always adding on a position. We're looking at potentially adding on another project manager in the office soon. And Awesome. Uh, wow. Six, six crews, huh? Yep. Yeah. How do you uh, kind of keep all them uh, uh, kind of accountable and, you know, meeting the, the standards you set and all that? That was, that's a good question because it was, you know, starting out, I only had one crew back in 17 when I started the business. You know, I, I was able to keep my hands on it pretty, pretty good. And, and then we grew and the next year we had two. And then I think we were the following year, we ended up with three, I believe. And, you know, we started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's, you know, it's hard to, you know, keep some consistency out there and, and, make sure the guys all had, you know, the checks and balances that needed to happen, you know, and also being yep. in here in the office and bidding work and keeping the, keeping the guys busy. So uh, we actually just this last year, uh, we, we took one of our, our project foremans um, and we moved him to a general superintendent role. And he just basically, he makes sure those guys out in the field have what they need tools they get, he gets jobs ready before they get there and he's our eyes and ears. And then I also here in the office, I've got a, my VP, Joe Winter, uh, him and I split work down the center and, and he, you know, he also helps, you know, make sure that we're, we've got that consistency and those checks and balances in place. So. Right on. Do you, you got some things in place? Like if something ain't right or you're having problems with somebody or something, Kind of got some things in place to so uh process so to speak uh, taking care of issues yeah yeah i mean um we got protocols and stuff and you know our superintendent helps keep things in line and and you know in those oh shit moments you know from everywhere from field uh issues i mean we've got and that's where murphy tractor our john deere guy uh you know in many cases we might break down a mainline hoe breaks down and we're out there laying mainline sewer. It's kind of one of those, Oh shit moments. What do we do? And we've got guys like Murphy tractor. Uh, one of our, uh, uh, actually our, our major equipment supplier, one of our major equipment suppliers, they, they kind of treat us pretty well. We call them, they're on the road, they're heading out to, to help us, uh, get our machines back up and going. And, uh, you know, having, like I said, having our field superintendent out there and having our office staff, you know, Kelly, Kelly, my office manager, you know, any, any way that we could have a problem, we've got somebody there to, to help get the thing moving forward. And then in the financial, oh shit, we're not getting paid moments. That's when guys like us have to make sure that we've got pretty good line of credit at the bank. I'm thankful to have not touched that for a few years now, but, but it makes yep. you feel warm and cozy inside. So <laughs> <laughs> what's one big project you you remember doing or what kind of really propelled you guys to get going? Was there any one major one or did, was it just more of a steady kind of build up or? Well, I've been a big project, which was our first big project uh, out of the gate. It was here in my hometown backyard. It was, it was, uh, it ended up being, they changed order a lot of work into it. It ended up being uh, almost a $2 million job when we're said and done, which is a big job for a, a, a guy that just 
went out on his own. Yeah, uh, but it was a it crossed over more than one year, so it was a year and a half long project. And then we kind of worked in some having some of the connections. We worked in some you know some other work to kind of fill in lulls. But uh, but yeah, that Nevada project was you know a, a, it was a really nice project. Required a lot of manpower, and and uh, it allowed us to grow quickly because it, it, it you know and at that time that was kind of before what probably you're experiencing right now and I'm experiencing trying to find good help. I think, yep. uh, I, you know, it felt like back in 17, we could still find good help, you know, and available available people on it, you know, and now we're kind of experiencing uh, a, a little bit of a, uh, a little on that, trying to find guys to that are wanting to get out there and work. But, but anyhow, yeah, that particular project was the one that really fueled things and got things moving quickly, so. That kind of leads right into my next question I was wanting to ask is how you were doing with, you know, uh, getting employees and everything, especially having six crews and growing and everything else. And yeah. I mean, you're obviously way bigger than what I'm doing down here with cars, but um, still you need somebody that can, you know, run that equipment and do it properly yeah. and know what it's doing. So do you work on like training or do you have some, uh, School, I don't, I don't know the construction side of things. So, is there sure. like schools and stuff you can tap into to maybe get some of the new people coming up or something like that? Sure. Or sure. So, I'll tell you some of the tools we use. Um, social media. You probably say, have you seen some of our videos out there on Facebook? I don't know if you've seen those, but we we have a lot of on our on track page. We have a lot of videos. Uh, we've gotten a lot of employees come to us just through the video. Actually, I just hired somebody the other day um, from up in Wisconsin, uh, which is uh, uh, quite a ways away from us here. Yeah, he, he was trying to escape uh, kind of the, the area he was at and wanting to get, he had heard Iowa is a good area to work in and, and he got to looking and he found our webpage and, and then found our Facebook and some of the videos that we have up. And, and so, so social media has really been uh, good for us, you know, it, it's been a good factor in, in bringing some talent in. And the other thing, you know, to go back to touch on what you were saying as far as training tools and get people around, we do every year we we bring the training in-house and we, we, we take a whole week, which we pay our guys and the guys have been with us the whole time. New guys, they're all getting the same training and, and some of the guys that have been with us and been doing this work for a long time, even prior to on tracks existence, uh, that's they they're able to all get in and help some of the young guys train, and we do everything from showing people how to tap water services and sewer services to core drill and manholes to we get into the the OSHA uh, ten hour to the uh, you know uh, a lot of the uh, confined space and, and trench safety and stuff, and we get all our guys competent person trained, and we do that every year. And we cater in meals from our different vendors during those uh, five days. And that's kind of how we get people up to speed. And then obviously a lot of on the, on the job training. So. Right on. Yeah. I got your uh, uh, site pulled up over here, looking at a lot of the, the different jobs and I got the photo gallery pulled up here, but this is, sure. yeah, this is awesome. There's a lot of, well, a lot of, a lot of big ass equipment. So <laughs> <laughs> I see, um, I, Oh, I see your, uh, company training and stuff there you were just talking about that's cool 
I see you got a, a company boat outing. You, you do stuff with the everybody and kind of help with the team building type stuff. And you hit the you hit the head on the or the nail on the head there. Um, uh, we try to we try to do several things a year. So we just as you mentioned, we we actually just had a um, company boat outing a few weeks ago. Actually, it was early August. Uh, actually, mid August, I think, mid to late August, actually, but. Anyhow, uh, uh, we have it catered in and we get all of our guys and their families and we go out and Brandon, I tell you what, I go out and I take my kids several days ahead of time and we go out and spend a lot of money on prizes uh, for this boat out and we go out and buy everything from drones to iPads to Playstations to you name it. I got a prize for everybody. We get a we get a count on who's going to be there. That includes kids and everything, from big Lego sets, and we we go out there and we play dodgeball. Everybody has to play, and <laughs> we split it up into teams. And we we're out on the sand and we play dodgeball. And I've got my little megaphone and I'm announcing. And I I get thrown on a team too. Everybody get something off that table and we have good food. And when people want to talk about work at that party, we tell them we're not talking about work. This is about <laughs> something other than work and, and just team building. And, and it's not all about work. It's about enjoying who you're around and who, you know, these guys come to work every day and they work in teams of four to five to six. Uh, and, you know, they spend more time with their, their coworkers and they do their families at home when you're working from, you know, six 30 in the morning till six 37 at night. And sometimes yep. on part of the weekends. And so getting these people to come together on a non-work type scenario is, you know, with their families and getting families to know each other, I, I think is very important in, in, in this world where we're, you know, it's work, work, work. And, yeah. Uh, bringing home a paycheck and that's the focus. Uh, we need to open our eyes to other things and we want our guys to feel appreciated and that's what we try to do. So. That's awesome. Sounds like a, you got a great culture going on there with all, your whole team. Sure. You bet. This, this will be kind of a, maybe a tough one, maybe a fun one. I don't know. Um, you ever have some bad guys that you had to get rid of? Oh yeah. <laughs> we've had, we've had several. I, I like to say we probably got a revolving door on about 20% of our workers here. And, and it's not for, it's not that we want to, it's that finding people in this industry that want to work or want to work as a team. Yeah. Uh, some people want to be a one man team. And unfortunately in my world here and what we do, that, that just doesn't work. Um, so we, uh, you know, ultimately run across uh, some guys that either know everything or don't want to get along with everybody, and uh, we do have to send them send them packing. So um, I've I've had some I've had some experiences that uh, I had one particular guy uh, show up to the office after he was let go on his motorcycle, and he was a pretty intimidating guy, <laughs> and. He, I heard this motorcycle pull up. I look out the window and he looked pissed. And you know what? I didn't know what was going to happen in those few moments, but I was ready for everything that was going to happen. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you're no small dude yourself. I mean, you're not like 
fat or anything, but I mean, sure. you're not sure. skinny like me either. So. No, but I tell you what, uh, we've, we've, we've definitely had to kick some down the road. So. You remember uh, anything in particular or any particular issues or I'm just well, my, my, my curiosity mainly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've had guys that we've had foremans that, that like to use the company credit card for extracurricular activities that uh, oh, yes. are non-company related that um, get a little excessive and, and go on beyond, a, you know, a, a probation and everything else we try to, you know, get them into after it happens. And we've had, we've had things like that. We've had uh, the normal things, guys not showing up, you know, yeah. when you need them. You know, things like that, just uh, guys not showing up is, is probably the biggest thing that we, or not showing up on time or needing to leave early and unscheduled stuff. And it's it's hard to rely on people on work as a team when the guys aren't there, you know, so. Yeah, that, that definitely, well, it hurts the company, but biggest, it, it hurts their team and the people they're supposed to work with because somebody's got to pick up that slack. Yeah, you bet. So you kind of went through a little bit on why you got started. You had some... Uh, some issues and whatever last place you want to get into uh bad bosses and good bosses and some of that stuff and what you've kind of learned about from your past experience and then growing in into what you the kind of boss you want to be you bet you bet and i i don't want to promote myself as the best boss in the world because i i'm one of those guys that uh I probably don't have the patience that some people do. I, for some reason, I, I feel like I, I expect maybe more of people than I should, but uh, I've been, I've, I've been around uh, some bosses that uh, the type of bosses that will give you enough rope to hang yourself with to uh, uh, you know, bosses that won't give you any and yeah. uh, want to micromanage things. And, you know, I, I believe in, you know, as long as somebody appears that they're going to be able to earn your trust, you give them your trust and then let them break it before you come down on them. And I believe people need to people need to be given enough rope to hang themselves with. Now, obviously, having my own company now, you can't give them enough rope to sink you. You know, right. you, don't, you know, you know, you don't you don't want want the whole ship to go down. But I've had some bosses that that are dickheads and I've had some bosses that are, that are uh, great. So I can't think of anything, you know, that just stands out. My last boss, I guess, before I went into business, he actually very big heart. He wanted to promise everybody, everything in the world. That could be a fault, um, you know, wanting to be the hero and wanting to give everybody everything. Um, I think, I think some reality needs to come in at some point and, um, some people feel like they need to be prom. They need to promise everybody everything just to keep them on board. And and uh, you know, I I felt like I got led down that road a long ways. Uh, and I try to not do that with people. I don't sugarcoat things. You know, I I try to let them know that you know this is what it is. You know, when somebody asks, hey, you're going to keep me busy all winter long. You know, people know what the uh, Iowa winters are like. I'm not gonna yep. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, we, we're going to try to keep guys busy, but last year we know we had two weeks of good, solid, cold weather that uh, I don't really want our, our machines running in. So, I mean, right. 
Um, so, you know, we've, I've learned things here and there, which all business owners do from their bosses. And, you know, I'm still learning. I tell you what, I learn as much from my employees as I ever did from my bosses. So, uh, you know, a lot of people as business owners probably don't want to admit that, but, you know, when a person comes to you and thinks they know everything, you know, it's sad because I think, holy shit, I learn stuff every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you know, you don't know shit basically is that's that's when you you're actually starting to get smart yeah exactly i know when you're younger and you get into the you're into something for a few years like oh yeah i I know all this shit and whatever and then all of a sudden you're like ah you realize i don't know jack shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've I've been there several times uh, and felt that way so (laughs) (laughs) what would you Somebody wanting to go into business for themselves, whether it be construction or something else, what'd be a, uh, a thing or two you'd recommend to really uh, consider and think about, make sure they, they knew before they just, you know, jump off the cliff, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, all businesses are a little different in the nature of them, you know, construction, even within the construction trades, you know, a lot of them are different and, you know, cause so I can only speak for, my experience, but um, I've seen a lot of companies, you know, I just saw a company last year went belly up. It was a new startup company trying to get into our line of work. And with the, with the overhead we have and everything else, you know, one, one bad bid or one, one project going, going south can take a business uh, like, like ours. Um, So my advice would be more so, Make sure you have all your bases covered. Just because you've been out running a machine or running a crew doesn't mean you know everything about business, doesn't mean you know how to bid the job, doesn't mean you know how to manage the job, doesn't mean you know how to pay the bills, whose bill you should pay first, how you keep the lights on. Uh, There's some things that you probably need to know from the office standpoint move your ass up into the office, you know, tuck your tail between your legs, do a position that you don't necessarily think you should do because you might be backtracking in your mind. If you think you're going to run a business, learn it all. You know what? I cleaned my uh, office toilets for two, three years until we moved to this new building. You know, don't be too good for something. Uh, I, I heard a guy say, why are you cleaning the toilets? Because I want them done. clean. Yeah. Yeah. I want them done and I want them clean. I don't want to sit on that thing if it's not clean. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that don't be too good for, for something and don't think you know everything because the minute you get into business for yourself, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn a lot on your own dime. Learn it on somebody else's dime. So that's my advice to those guys that want to go out and especially to those guys that know everything, because I'm here to tell everybody I don't know everything. None of us do. Learn it. Yeah, so. none of us do. No, no. <laughs> that's a uh, that's about thirty minutes. Um, I think we're doing pretty good, and that's actually I think a great note to end on on this one. Awesome. Um, if people wanted to find you, look and see where you're up to. See the. Uh, see what you're doing, maybe looking for a job or something like that, wanting to get into construction stuff or are and wanting, you know, looking for that. Where, where can they find you at and all that? 
You can find us on Facebook, On Track Construction Facebook page, or uh, you can get on our website, On Track Iowa, or it's On Track Construct Iowa dot com. On, uh, on Track Construction Iowa dot com. Yep. Uh, on Track Construction Iowa dot com. And uh, uh, there's there's a link on there that actually it'll shoot us an email over. You can fill out a um, an app right on the on the page, you know, or you know what? My cell phone number is still on that company page. Uh, you can call me on my cell phone. That I guess that's one piece of advice I have to all business owners that are growing. Make yourself accessible. Uh, and, and my cell phone is there. You're welcome to call it. And I, and I do answer it. You're better than me. I don't, I don't, I, I return calls. I don't answer them hardly ever. So <laughs> yeah, I might get myself into those situations too, but they, they do get a return call. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you got some uh, value out of this. I know Matt's been killing it in business and got some great advice there. So uh, please remember, check out our sponsor course, Vita Nova Cigars, and of course, the Cario Shop here in St. Louis. And uh, if you got something out of this, please like, share, leave us a five-star review, all that fun stuff. And remember, go enjoy the drive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Business Cars and Cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.